Grandpa's ashes were left on the shelf at Lowe's department store, and the police conduct a drug raid that thwarts the giveaway of some holiday drug baskets, and an airport has employed a herd of pigs to stop the birds from flying into the planes. These are the weird stories for Wednesday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian. I'm so grateful to be here delivering you these strange stories from around the world today, and I'm so grateful that you've decided to join me. Let's do it, people. Grandpa's ashes were left on a department store shelf. A bizarre mix-up in Maine saw Grandpa's ashes left on the shelf at Lowe's department store after his family, by mistake, put them in the box of an item that they returned to the store. It was a ceiling light box, and they happened to put Grandpa's ashes in there when they taped it up and brought it back to the store to return it. I don't know why he would think that uh, they would really be on top of Grandpa's ashes and put them in a special place, but perhaps this is a family member they really didn't give a damn about. That's all I can imagine. (laughs) You really have to not give a shit to just throw some ashes in a random box in your house. They should go in a vase, and they should go on the mantle, shouldn't they? Right above the fireplace, I'd imagine. This time of year, maybe you hand a couple candy canes, hang candy canes on the little handles of the urn. That's lovely. I mean, if you can get a hold of some candy canes... This time of year, there's a candy cane shortage. If you didn't know, listen to yesterday's Weird AF News story, or episode rather. I covered the candy cane shortage. It's a damn epidemic. Grandpa's remains, thankfully, have been reunited with the family and nobody was harmed. But only after someone purchased the ceiling light from that department store, brought it home, opened the box, and discovered, hey, there's not just a ceiling light in here, guys. There's ashes. This is very bizarre. (laughs) The police thought it was a bizarre story as well up in Bangor. They wrote about it on their Facebook page. Stranger things have happened in Bangor, but this is a bit perplexing. Uh, And then they went on to describe the story. Here's the story. A local man purchased the ceiling ceiling light at Lowe's home. Wow, I can't get this story out. Let's try again. Here's the story. A local man purchased the ceiling light at Lowe's home improvement store in Bangor, Maine. Inside the ceiling box was a collection of family memorabilia that had no place inside a light box. Uh, This individual found old family photos in there. A small tan manila envelope inside contained grandpa's ashes. The department store learned of the discovery from the staff at Lowe's when the customer returned it. And now there was unfortunately no names among these mementos, just some pictures and the ashes. And so we had to go out and ask the community for help in finding this family. This was so cool about this story. We put a post on Facebook. We got 5,000 reactions and comments, a lot of shares. We, we wrote, if you, know these, if you know these people in these photos, tell them that, you know, we got some ashes that might belong to you. Call the, call the police department here in Bangor. Not only was this a friggin' Facebook miracle, it was a friggin' holiday miracle. And because of our Facebook activity, we were able to reunite Grandpa's ashes with the family for the holidays. Very pleased. Uh, the family's very pleased to get back the remains of Grandpa G. And the, uh, the, the pleasant lady that claimed them said that she's going to, from now on, label boxes more efficiently. <laughs> a drug raid thwarts a raffle of a Christmas narco basket. Spanish police have arrested two suspected drug dealers who happened to be raffling off a Christmas basket. 
This was no ordinary Christmas basket. It didn't contain those uh, ever-so-valuable candy canes, chocolate Santa, this sort of thing. It contained drugs. It was a Christmas basket full of cocaine, hashish, alcohol. But there was also a cured ham in there, <laughs> just in case, you know, when the drugs wear off and you're... Uh, you know, your hunger returns to you. You want some ham. So here's some cocaine, hashish, and ham for the holidays. It sounds like a great way to spend the holidays with all these chemicals and the ham. This is a great Christmas basket. I would definitely buy a ticket or two to this raffle. Officers discovered the unusual lottery when they raised a, raised, raided a drug den that was allegedly operated by the two men, um, a Spaniard and an Argentinian, it says. On the wall, they found a list of clients taking part in two raffles, two holiday raffles, <laughs> to win a narco basket. One on Christmas Day and the other was going to be raffled off on January 6th, also known as the Epiphany, which is a major holiday in Spain, apparently. These are holiday narco baskets. This is a <laughs> very... Wow, this is, you know, I've had a lot of drug dealers in my life. None of them have ever called me and said, hey, man, do you want to put your name in for a narco basket, a little basket of drugs for Thanksgiving? How about that, huh? Would you like, a, would you like to put your name in for the, for the New Year's drug giveaway? It's going to be a bonanza of chemicals we're giving out for New Year's. What about the Easter Bunny barbiturates that we're going to be <laughs> barbiturates? <laughs> oh, man, this is really funny. The basket included cocaine, hashish, tobacco, cash, and even an eight-kilo cured ham, according to the police. Tickets for the, for the raffle of the narco basket. Wow, they were, they were selling tickets for five euro. This is pretty good. That, that was for the Christmas lottery. Ten euro for the second draw. This is according to the pictures released by police of the handwritten signs found on the walls of the drug den. I love how they just left all the evidence there. Probably all the names of the people buying raffle tickets, too. No doubt a lot of people are going to be arrested because they purchased a ticket for a narco basket. They're just trying to have a nice holiday, a better holiday than normal. We're in a pandemic still. You want some hashish and cured ham to cheer yourself up. And now they're going to be arrested, I'd imagine. The police seized also 165 marijuana plants, some halogen lamps that were used to grow them, and, quote, a diverse quantity of cocaine and hashish, which was part of their operation. There were elaborate baskets containing wine, liquor, cured ham, and sweets, um, which is not out of the ordinary because this is a common gift in Spain during Christmas holidays, especially from companies to the employees. What was different about these elaborate baskets were that they contained some extra fun items such as the, um, the hashish, the Christmas cocaine, and the ham. And I just love this drug dealer type behavior. A drug dealer that cares about the clients, that wants to show you a nice time during the season of giving. I've never had a drug dealer so much as wish me a happy birthday, even though I've ordered drugs to be delivered on my birthday. Uh, you know, it's like you want to say, hey, man, it's my birthday. Can I get a little extra, you know, huh? a little extra, <laughs> extra extracurricular chemicals, maybe just a touch more. Could I get a little, a little bit more, a little tiny little baggie more? What about that? Yeah, that's right. Little baggies on my birthday. Who doesn't want that? I just love the idea of these drug dealers that have a heart, you know, and they're very creative as well. Let's come up with a, a lovely holiday giveaway, shall we, guys? 
<laughs> the Christmas Coke basket. <laughs> it's just fabulous. Fabulous. Hey, I know you weirdos love podcasts, and I know you like weird, crazy stories, which is why you're going to love this podcast called What Was That Like? Every episode is a weird, wild, true story, and it's told firsthand by the person who actually went through it. Stories like Sue crashed her skydive, and Emily was caught as a drug mule. Or stories like this one, Alyssa's abuser set himself on fire. He had told me multiple times that he was going to set himself on fire. These stories are so weird and so crazy and so true. You're going to love this podcast. Just search for What Was That Like on any podcast app or go to the website whatwasthatlike.com. Airport officials have been using pigs to stop birds flying into the planes. This story is out of Amsterdam. In Amsterdam, pigs have been being used to help fend off the birds from airport grounds. About 20 farm animals were used to chase off larger birds, such as geese, in the area surrounding Schiphol International Airport in Amsterdam. I hope I pronounced that correctly. The pilot project was conducted in September. They were trying to find out whether pigs might be able to help ward off birds from the aircrafts. Birds are actually a danger for airports, as you know, and extremely dangerous for planes because they can cause damage if they get sucked into plane engines. They can also damage plane exteriors, cause crashes, and even harm the passengers. You want to keep the birds away from the planes. So Amsterdam's like, we're going to come up with this brilliant idea of using pigs. Well, how does it work exactly? I'm curious. It says here, the pigs would be able to come and eat the crop leftovers, which attract the birds, removing a source of food. Okay, so they let them onto the airport grounds, and they eat up all of the crops. Okay, the pigs grazed on a plot of land between two runways where sugar beets were recently harvested. Bird activity in the area with the pigs was compared to a plot without pigs. They got down to the science of this. Schiphol is the main international airport of the Netherlands and one of the biggest transport hubs in all of Europe. It's actually the third busiest airport in Europe behind London's Heathrow and um, the Paris Charles de Gaulle Airport, as you guys might have known, because you guys are just so worldly, right? Oh, my traveling listeners. Well, they did this for six weeks. It was a six-week pilot project, and it just ended and they said that the project was actually pretty informative. Um, they're going to examine the data in the coming months and make a decision on whether to use the pigs long term into next year. Apparently, they have some major bird strikes. In 2020 alone, the airport saw about 150 bird strikes. Wow, that's crazy. 150 birds just striking planes. I don't know if that's crazy. I, I don't know the median number of birds that strike planes at airports, but this seems like a lot to me. Out of 150 bird strikes, even if five planes get grounded because of that, that's five too many. I mean, that's five planes getting crashed because of a pigeon or whatever kind of bird you have in Amsterdam. You got pigeons over there? Pigeons are disgusting. It says here Schiphol has just an inordinate amount of birds that are smashing into aircraft. They're very concerned. They had to set up bird controllers to keep track of bird activity at the airport. They put them throughout the airfield to keep the birds away at all hours of the night and day. These controllers work by using special sounds and laser beams to keep the birds away. Yeah, I guess birds don't like laser beams and sounds. Other measures are also in place, like using special types of grass that's appeal unappealing for birds. And that's the end of the article. Yeah, they're trying to 
like you know, sometimes you use high end technology like laser beams and sounds and apps to solve your problem. Other other times you go right to nature. You get yourself a whole herd of farm animals to solve your your issue. Uh, I, I like the I like solving my issues with technology first and foremost because you know when you're using a whole uh, bevy of bovine, if I may be so poetic, a bevy of bovine smells. I just don't like the smell of the pigs. So, but I, at an airport, who gives a shit, right? You know, it's not like they're near the baggage claim or anything like that. So, well, let me round out the story by saying I know a lot of you will be traveling for the holidays, and I, I hope that you travel very safely. Be careful. Make sure you uh, cooperate with all the staff on the planes. As you know, I've covered a lot of stories of unruly customers going haywire on these planes. And it's really putting a lot of stress on the employees of these places. And, you know, they, it's hard enough dealing with a job like that. Can you imagine during the holidays when you have an inordinate amount of people traveling? It's just extra stress that they do not need. So please behave yourselves. I know you, I don't have to really say that to you guys. You're, you seem like very upstanding citizens for the most part. I would travel with you. I would travel. Let's go somewhere. I'm down. Um, what do, what do you, let's go to Easter Island, the weirdest place on earth. One of them, anyways. Let's all make a field trip. Easter Island. Who's in? Call the show. 646-450-2012. Hello, my loyal listeners. Thanks again for joining me. I hope you're having a lovely uh, mid to late week as you roll into the holiday weekend. Take some time off to uh, sip some eggnog and tell your relatives that they're annoying. I'm sorry. Tell them that you're grateful for them. That's what I meant to say. I got a lot of holiday emails and gifts. Uh, Big shout out. To Connie, Connie from Georgia sent me a nice care package with some amazing things inside. First of all, she baked some little tiny skull cakes. Super cool. I mean, unbelievable. In addition to that, she gave me some honey, some socks, a little face mask, a book. I mean, just went all out. Just tremendous. I'm so grateful for Connie. Big time OG supporter of the show. She's also a Patreon. Sends me a lot of articles as well. Thank you, Connie, so much. I wish you a happy... Merry Christmas, Happy New Year to you and your family. Connie's a a Georgia gal and so sweet. Sweet as pie, as they say. Also, shout out to Samantha, who sent me some coffee that arrived today. So grateful. As you know, my coffee supply was running low. And uh, she sent me some very cool, it's Bones Coffee Company. And there's like a skull on it. And there's a dancing skeleton on the front of it. Oh, it's so cool looking. This coffee looks tremendous. Tremendous. So big, big shout out, big thank you to Samantha. Happy holidays to you and your family. Um, and I'm very overwhelmed with, uh, with, uh, with love this holiday, and I'm so grateful for all y'all. I got a hilarious email from listener and patron David Link, who wrote, Jonesy, you probably noticed I haven't been listening to the podcast for the last few days. I apologize. Haven't had internet access. You see, Ted and I, Ted is the squirrel that lives behind his house, if you don't know, Ted and I were stuck out back having a few beers the other night. We heard a ruckus. Turns out the dog had found herself a possum and ripped into it pretty good. Ted had the bright idea to play a little prank on my sleeping wife, Pookie. So I picked up the dead possum by the tail. I held it over Pookie and gave her a nudge. Pookie, of course, let out quite a scream. In my drunken stupor, I had forgotten that possums, well... They actually play possum. The darn thing then proceeded to wake up and latch onto my shoulder. I ran through the hallway, tossed the poor beast onto the carport. After dispatching the critter with an axe, I went back inside to check on Pookie. I don't know if you ever 
accidentally spilled a combination of human and possum blood on the new sheets before, but let me tell you, it'll definitely upset your wife. Pookie was all kinds of pissed off. Needless to say, I have been staying out in the shed. I don't have Wi-Fi access in there. Uh, and then Cecil came by and hooked up my laptop to the battery in the in the old Chevy, fashioned a makeshift antenna from a pie tin and a nine iron I had lying around. So I'm all caught up with the podcast now. Anyways, don't worry about me. I'm pretty comfortable. Gets a little cold at night out here in the <laughs> in the Chevy. Um, but I found a case of wild turkey in granddad's old National Geographics to entertain myself. Besides, the last time something like this happened, she let me back in after a couple weeks anyways. Keep making great podcasts, Jonesy. Merry Christmas, your buddy Dave in Kansas. Big shout out to Dave, who is... Ten times funnier than me. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. <laughs> I just love the guy, the idea of a guy in Kansas hanging out with a squirrel that loves weird AF news. How appropriate that my uh, listeners are just as weird and, and uh, humorous as me. I feel like that's just pr- appropriate. Yeah, we're all a bunch of misfits, right, guys? Well, uh, if you guys want to reach out to me for the holidays, you know how to do it. Funnyjones at gmail.com. Or you can ask me for my address. Or you can uh, buy me a cup of coffee on my website, weirdafnews.com. Or you can join the Patreon from my website, weirdafnews.com as well. Or go to patreon.com slash weirdafnews and join for the holidays. It's a great way to give back.